Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Tire power. Think safety this February. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local tire power. 27 to 8. Good morning to you. A warm one today. 31 degrees as we just heard in the news, Bix. A lot of gym goers and people wanting to work out or out and about this morning because we're going to get to 31 degrees. So um, if you are exercising, you know, the CEO of Port Adelaide, Matt Richardson, listens to us while walking his dog. Daniel Norton likes to run around and have a listen to our show. So people are exercising in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's always walking his dog this time of morning. Maybe he's finished. Are you a morning or afternoon exercise type of guy? Well, when you start at 4.30 in the morning, it's hard to... to <sighs> I normally you like do to it do three it. days a week, mate. Know, Just calm like down. To, if if it's possible to do it before work, that is good. It's sort of get get up and get at them and sort of start the day right. I'd prefer to do that, but um, difficult on work days. Do you find it intimidating now that you're at Westlake's a few days a week going into the Crows gym by having a look at all these buff young athletes? Well, I mean, you're still good, but... <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, well, that's why I go in. If I ever go in, I haven't yet. I will be going in very early mm. on those days and sort of when it's no one else is there. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I'm, not, I think you I'm hardly just... going to sort of stroll down there at 1130. I reckon and, you should, you just, should wear just, your Guernsey. Just join in. Yeah. You should try and run out there like that guy that tried to walk out with Manchester United in the English cricket team and just be part of it. <laughs> just go out and do a training session with him. Um, 0427-154-166. We're looking for successful people with two first names like Tim David, who hit the winning runs for Australia last night in Wellington. Mona Lisa is a suggestion. Most famous one. Not bad. Ron Jeremy was listed yep. there as a text message. Nick Maxwell. Wayne Daniel. Daniel Ricardo. Good. Malcolm Marshall. Yeah, see, there's lots of them. I love the people that are contributing to this. Thank you so much, everybody. It's time for this. Captain's Call on SENSA Breakfast. So with Captain's Call, I just ask you questions, Bix, and you're going to be honest. You've got to get the splinters out of your backside. You yeah. can't sit on the fence. You can't be beige. You can't be boring. You have to give us an opinion. Are you okay Vanilla. with that? Yep. Because you've been known to be a bit vanilla sometimes, and that's okay. It's your favourite type of ice cream. No, I, I would say, rather than vanilla, I, I would say I'm more considered. You are considered. And I like, we had a, a conversation yesterday off air, which we don't need to reveal everything we said, but you said curious is one of your values, and I love mm. that. You are curious, mm. and I enjoy hearing your curiosity about things because it allows you to have an informed opinion instead of just throwing stuff out there. <laughs> okay. Move on. Do you have to be one of the team's best players to be in the leadership group? Uh, no. All right. We've, we've actually, we, we touched on that. What time was that? Probably uh, 10 to 7. 10 to 7 this morning. We just talked about, it's really about the standards you set, the behaviours that you display. And if those behaviours align with what the, the the values of the footy club are, well, that that's good enough for me. And that's what 
pretty much when you vote for the leadership group, you're voting for the people that represent the behaviors and the values that you all want to sort of display to be who you are as a footy club. And so that's, that's generally how it works. And those players that do that often enough, they're seen as the leaders. Here's the captain of Melbourne, Max Gorn yesterday. I'm incredibly bullish that we've got the right, the right, the right culture. No culture's ever fixed. I know Track said this heaps. Um, we're always working on it. In terms of the actual drug culture that the expression's been used, I go back to that original comment. And, and, until someone tells me that the hair tests that we have done are proving that we're a drug culture, that's the only marker that we have. Mm. Is it better saying your culture is a reflection of society as opposed to saying it's perfect when you know it's not? I think you're referring to Gary Pert earlier in the year when he said that it's the best culture he's been involved with for 40 years. I think everyone sort of said, oh, hang on a minute, there's a few things that have popped up recently and you're saying it's the best that you've ever seen. I'm also suggesting with Max Gorn coming out yesterday, someone needed to talk on behalf of Melbourne. But if he, was, the, he was at the launch of an Auskick. Yep. Uh, um, so, so is it something totally different? And then all the media turned up. They're going to ask the questions, they're though. They're going to ask the question. I, I, hold on. What I'm asking, though, is Max, Max Gorn yesterday in what he was saying suggested the drug culture and everything about Melbourne, right? And we know that there's there's been um, AFL players across numerous clubs which have mm. been caught with illicit substances. There were a couple of players at Adelaide a few years ago. Yep. Um, if the police report and what's been alleged in the media is that some other players have received text messages seeking interest in illicit drugs, then there may be a problem which mm. is a reflection of society. Mm. The, the difference with a reflection of society, though, is society is made up of a whole range of people and, and, and everyone is chucked in there. So you've got... Um, you know, low socioeconomic people. You've got people that have uh, were privileged to have a really great education. You've got lots of different areas, and you've got people who, uh, from chronic unemployment or lack opportunity, or uh, uh, from other countries, and they come here and and they they're starting with nothing. The difference with football clubs and elite sporting clubs is, and, and particularly the AFL, where you get to choose. You get to choose the people that you want. You get to choose, you interview them and you and you vet them effectively. And now I know football ability is one part of it, but you still get to vet the character part as well and you can choose who you want. So you are hand-picking a group. So I would suggest that, that football clubs and elite sporting teams should have a higher... Um, what would you say? You should have a. You can't just say they're they're just a reflection of society because they're not. They're handpicked. They're the cream of the crop in in some respects. So they they should be at a higher level than just saying, oh, they're a total reflection of society." I, I just feel like that's a standard to to aim towards. Now, it's not always going to be the case because there's lots of different personalities in a footy club. I think the truest word that Max Gorn said is, "Your culture is always a work in progress." And I think that is the case. Now, I think that it ebbs and flows and it goes up and it goes down. Or well, right now, I think Max probably needed to concede that our culture right now is being absolutely challenged. Yep. And so you've got a list of 40 players. And if, if Joel Smith is one of them and he's sent multiple text messages and let's say he sent it to four people, if five people out of 40, that's if 10 to 15% of your people are being asked about drugs or using drugs, that, I think that's, that's alarming. Um, and that's not to say that it, 
there's other clubs that aren't the same, but what, what I'm saying to Max is, is right now that, that culture is being challenged and, and they need to be able to, um, show that, that they're working their best to, to come through it. And part of that will be a united front. And we get to see that united front when we watch them play footy and how they band together. Now, I think this will go two ways. It'll either galvanize them as a team and as a footy club. They'll say, stuff the world. They don't know what's going on. We know what's going on. Watch us show you. Or this constant reference to it uh, with Max and with Christian Petrarca and Jack Viney and these other guys who I think most people respect and look at them as sort of outstanding citizens. It may become too much and too much of a, a load to bear and it might impact on their performance. Here's Josh Carr asking why he pulled out of the Richmond job. Yeah, look, I, I'd made a really big move, I guess, coming, well, two big moves, one going over to Perth and then coming back and I have four kids that, that are at school and I guess the, the whole thought process going into doing that again to, to a young family, I just felt I was in a really good position right now um, at Port and I'm really happy with, I guess, the conversation sitting down with Ken and, uh, and the footy club about you know, preparing for my future and just making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. And I felt you've got to have a balance with family and football and I felt the, the right balance is to stay here. Is Josh Carr just waiting until Ken Hinkley eventually leaves? In my mind, yes. Okay, thank you. Mm. Um, what's more insignificant, North Melbourne having North Ball and beating Collingwood's VFL side on a Wednesday morning or the Balaclava A-grade announcing a 19-man leadership group? <laughs> what you're saying is let's not read too much into uh, North Melbourne winning that match. I think it's positive, though. Like the one thing that North haven't done is experience what winning feels like and what playing – good footy feels like and kicking goals. Now, whether that's against the lesser opposition, I don't mind that. Winning is winning and they need to do more of it because there's lots of players in that team that have had a lot of losing and losing can become a habit. Okay, I'll add one. Should North Melbourne have a ticker tape parade down Arden Street for defeating Collingwood's <laughs> VFL side on a Wednesday morning? I think you're disrespecting Alistair Clarkson here. North ball. Okay, um, the state footy match between South Australia and Victoria is gather round the right time to play it. Mm. I'm questioning this. Um, I think what they're trying to do is tap into maybe lots of Victorian people are coming to South Australia for gather round. And maybe if their team is playing on a, a Sunday, a Saturday night, a Friday night, a Thursday night, that they might be drawn. If they're staying in the city, jump on the tram, go to Glenelg and support Victoria versus South Australia. My fear is that we've got nine games in South Australia on that weekend. And if you're going to rank them in, in terms of a spectacle and, and standard, I think the state game is the 10th ranked game on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I wonder whether it just gets lost. Uh, do you think Brian Gorgian pulled out of the 36ers race due to availability or a bit of cashola? Don't know. Yep. Honestly, I've got no line of sight on that. So it's better for me just to be upfront and say I've got no idea. What do you think? You would have a line of sight on that, perhaps. I think he would um, command a fair amount of cash. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you, I, also, I also think moving to Adelaide's a big decision for a lot of people. Like, we, we love it here. We know it's great. But Brian Gorgian will have lots of opportunities and offers to coach. He's a coach of the national team at the moment. Mm. Um, I, I think it'd be a bit of both. So, so potentially, 
finances could have been an issue. So yep. let, let's say Brian Gorgian is double the price of Scott Ninnis. Yep. People may say, well, is he twice as good a coach? That's exactly right. Mm. Yep. Uh, a couple more. Do you reckon the Australian cricket team needs to have a look at their merch? Dark green and yellow isn't the fun green and gold or canary yellow. I think it's boring, by the way. Mm. I, I think the the endless need to come up with a new strip for every different series you play or every 18 months, I just think is, um, yeah, you end up with good ones and bad ones. And, yeah, this probably isn't the best. I'm a merch guy and walking around – all the venues over summer, it's not creative enough. And I think they need to change it up a bit. And now is the perfect time for someone of my age to look at retro kits, as in some of the the older kits that the players mm. wore, because I'll be buying that stuff because it makes me feel a little bit retro. So Port Adelaide, for example, this year will have a 20th anniversary Guernsey of the one that they wore against Brisbane in that grand final in 04. Mm. That will sell out so fast. The same as Adelaide when they release their well, gather round top. Adelaide have got a Guernsey this year. Their away strip is a throwback to yeah. an away strip they wore in 2002. It will sell like hotcakes. Mm. Uh, vintage and retro is in, and I think the Australian cricket team can have a look at I it. I think before the uh, Cricket Australia put their heads towards that, let's start with the Big Bash, which is as big as any sort of cricket we have um, in Australia, it goes for a couple of months and we're glued to it. You can't have two teams in identical outfits. When the strikers play the heat, they both wear the same kit. Yep. It's just, it's laughable. Um, uh, two more. Mm. Um, Max Gorn said Clayton Oliver's return is inspiring. He was inspired by it. If you were a club and Taron Thomas was delisted at season end, would you look at him to create his own redemption story? Personally, no. Okay. Um, Don Pike is saving the West Coast Eagles. He's the saviour. He's the hero. The inflatable run-through is gone. The fitness coach is gone. This horrific Birds of Tokyo song is, is gone. They're back to this. Do you think he should bring in a Power Rangers stance and a camp next? <laughs> I No, I don't think he should do that. But this is what I think. I think Don Pike is a uh, – he makes things happen. He's a happening – you know, he's a bang the desk type of guy. He's come in and he's just gone with the low-lying fruit. Let's give the fans what they want. They don't like this new song. Let's, let's get rid of that. Let's give them the old song, the song that I played in premierships under in 92 and 94. That's what he would have said. Bang the desk. Get rid of that bloody inflatable run-through. Let's have a banner like every other bloody team. Yep. Now, why are we trying to reinvent the wheel? We're a crap footy club at the moment. Let's just get back to basics. So I reckon he's taken some low-lying fruit, given the uh, the supporters a few wins, mm. so they feel like something is different because... Well, winning games of football will feel different that, that for would, them. That would be absolutely different because the last couple of years, it's been same, 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 and it's been bad. So... Um, Bit of a, a, a broom through the place, which I think was uh, long overdue. Good addition, Mark Pickley. We're in studio, Lumo. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. Jess has sent through a text on 0427 154 166. It's a very good one about Melbourne. We'll read it out next.